There are two kinds of people in this world. The people who fail to do what they know they should, and those who keep doing things they know they shouldn't. Guess what? You're both. Hi, I'm your host, life and business coach, Marcy Barker, aka your loving kick in the pants. In this podcast, I'll teach you the six steps of my accountability code that will help you wake up with clarity and show up with aligned action steps that make follow through easy and peaceful. All right, let's jump in. Hello, my beautiful people. I am here with my beautiful client, Gina. And when I first was exposed to Gina, I found her on Facebook. <laughs> she was just speaking my language right off the bat. And we met through Lady Bosses, I yeah. believe. You were on the list very to come. Very first retreat, yeah. Yeah, and it's been great ever since. <laughs> we're very aligned in what we do. Mm-hmm. So Gina, before we dive in, tell us a little bit about you, your stage of life, and um, how you found me. I don't know who contacted who, but tell us about yourself. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I think I might have reached out to you about the Lady Bosses retreat. And yes, I was kind of the same way. I saw you online and was like, okay, we're going to be friends. I could just already tell because we are very similar in a lot of things. So my stage of life right now, I am a mom of four and my kids are 18, 16, 13, and 11. So I'm right in the thick of the teenage, preteen stage of life. I have one daughter who's 13 and then the rest are all boys. And we relate on that level too in those teen years (laughs) because it's not easy. Okay, what's your Instagram or your Facebook? Because I want you all to put a face to Gina. She's wearing these super cute glasses. You always, you have style and you like to match and I love it. So when I listen to a podcast, I want to put a face with that. So where can people find you? So my Instagram handle is at pure aspirations with the underscore in between. Cool. And Gina Nunez. Awesome. We're at my retreat, my accountability code kickoff retreat. And when we started the name game, we played take it or leave it. And I like to play this because I like to know what somebody loves. And I also like to know what kind of repels them because nobody likes everything. And uh, what are the two things that you said? I had a couple. Mine was the beach and a girl's night or a spa day with my friends. You would take it all. I would take it all the time. And what did you, what did you say you would leave? Unkind people <laughs> or just unkindness. Also, I would leave being cold. Oh yeah. She's, <laughs> we sat down <laughs> she needs a blanket. When it comes to unkind people, was there a time in your life where you're recognized or tell me why that's such a strong belief? So I've dealt with my kids having to go through bullying a lot and I just don't understand the mentality of just not lifting people up and being kind to them. I've always felt like if you can't say anything nice, just don't say anything at all. There's no reason you need to tear somebody down. You can always be lifting someone up. So it's just kind of out of my realm of thinking. So I just don't understand when people. It makes a difference too. Mm-hmm. And in our coaching together, I know that you're affected and you're like, ah, this happened. And I, yeah. it's interesting when it comes to accountability, we recognize what we will gravitate towards and what we want to leave behind. And we started coaching a few months ago. So what are some of those things that, you've recognized even more as you work to become more accountable? I've recognized that I have to go with what is on top of my mind, what is pressing in my mind. For example, I remember when we first set up our first accountability, three accountability things we needed to do, and in the middle of the week, I was just like, okay, Marcy, this does not aligning. This does not feel right. I, I need have these three things that I am supposed to be accountable to doing and checking off, but these things are consuming me and so we just realigned it and then it was like effortless I was like 
I feel like I'm in alignment with what I need to do. So I think it's really listening to your inner self and following you, not the shoulds, not the haves. It's what is your innate desire and what's really pushing you. Yeah, I love that. Recognizing how you function, that's like the basis of the code. And I love too that you're like, no, this is bothering me, so I need to figure this out. Because a lot of people, they just will brush those things to the side and act like they don't exist or or pretend that they'll go away on their own. And that's where you and I have a lot in common of like, no, we're going to get this done and, and take action on it. So tell me a little bit about how you grew up. Where did you define your core values? What are some things that helped you shape how you wanted to show up? So I grew up in a really small town in an awesome community um, in the Heber Valley area. I live in a little town called Wallsburg is where I grew up. My parents grew up, they're in the same house. And so I grew up with a lot of stability. I was the second oldest of six kids. And there was three girls and three boys, middle class, but we did a lot of things together as a family. We would have family scriptures, family prayer. We would go on family vacations. And hard work was a big thing that, I mean, you did your chores before you went and played. And then we could just go play and be kids, which I loved. So, yeah, I mean, I the way I grew up, I don't think I would let my kids do yeah. half the things I did. I was like, my daughter, she has some friends. of. So I basically had these close friends that were twins. And now they have two sets of twins <laughs> and they're living right next to each other. And my daughter is really good friends. Well, they also have one in the middle. Like one of them has five, one of them has four. And they are like closest friends now with my daughter. And so my mom will let her come and stay over and she'll go to their house. And I'm like, I just bike to their house. That's kind of far away. And I was kind of small where I just would get on my bike and bike to their house after my chores were done and spend the day there. And then we decided we were going to go mountain biking somewhere in the mountains. And I just don't think I could parent like that. But there was just a lot of trust and a lot of instilled values of be honest, show integrity, have hard work, treat others with kindness. Yeah. We've talked about this in our calls too of like the difference between how we were raised and how our kids are. And full transparency, guys, on our last call, Gina and I were like, our houses are a mess and how do we get the kids to do everything and our kids are entitled but we want the best for them and we created a life for them that's happy and good. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times that translates in our brains of financial stability and allowing your kids to have these opportunities. Hey listeners, the message of waking up and showing up is yours for the taking. In fact, it's free. I've recorded my entire audiobook and I'd love for you to consume it between episodes. Head to marcybarker.com to get instant access to the accountability code wake up and show up. All right, let's jump back in. So when it comes to parenting, I know that you're like, I grew up with hard work and I always got my stuff done. So how has using the accountability code helped you shift into new expectations for your kids? Because we're learning we like can't force our kids to do. You can't. Even though we were raised so great, (laughs) but you can't force them. Well, and I think you're learning as you go. And every kid is individually, they come in, you know, their own package and they all have their own unique gifts. But what I've found is I have, none of my kids are easy, I would say. They're all very headstrong and they're all incredibly, incredibly bright. But with that, so I have kind of natural born leaders, but I'm kind of that way myself. So I'm like, okay, I've got my daughter is kind of a mini me. But what I've found is they don't like to be told what to do. They Mm. like to make their choices. Kind of like you. 
you. Kind of like me. <laughs> Although it's funny because I grew up always doing what I was supposed to do, but mm-hmm. I don't like to be told what to do. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. And I don't like somebody telling me I can't do something because I was like, eh, I'll show you. So what I found, though, in all the different ways we've tried is when I gave them their voice to be able to decide, okay, look, this is something that needs to happen. We have to do this. So let's come up with a plan and gave them their voice. Things seem to flow better. And so it's not perfect. We're still working through it. But I actually sat down with them and did the accountability code and said, okay, we're going to go through these steps. And this is how we're going to come up with our implementations of what we need to do to contribute in this household because I'm not doing everything. I'm kind of one of those people where I like to give, 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 and I'm not very good at taking. But I realized I need to help these guys understand that they cannot just take advantage of me all the time, that they need to do things for themselves. And I want them to get that work ethic in them. Yeah, I love that. And learning to receive based on your own efforts, that's like one of the benefits of becoming more accountable. One thing I love is in one of our calls, I loved how we came up with your commitments and your commitments were like each of your kids doing something individually. (laughs) For listeners, Gina is a go-getter, just like you said, and you've been doing your You partnered with a wellness company. You've been doing it forever. And we'll talk more about that. But you said, you know, I want to build my business so I can spend more time with my kids. But I don't want to sacrifice my time with them now. So we spent time on individually spending time with them. And you passed with flying colors of saying, (laughs) my kid this and my second kid this. And and it was really, really awesome. So as you are teaching your kids, I love that your core values of kindness is coming through. Because you are a very kind person. But... Kindness sometimes has to stop if it's being overused or violated and, and all of that. So boundaries. How, how would how did your kids react when you when you took them through the code? Because some people are willing to do it and some people are like, mm, don't tell me what to do. And yeah. Yeah. So the first time we we had to go through it more than once. The first time ended in a fight and my yeah. <laughs> my teen telling me not so very nice things and that he was gonna do what he wanted to do. And I was like, well. Good luck with not playing video games. He wasn't very happy about that because he thought that he was just going to be able to go back to his old routine. And so when I called him out, I'm like, wait, the things that you agreed to do aren't done. So we're not doing video games. But this is the only time I can play with men. I don't care if that's the only time you can play with your friend. You should have thought about that before. But this is what is required. So there was a lot of pushback and there still isn't perfection by any means. But I noticed my youngest one, my 11-year-old, he was like, okay, I'm just going to find the best way to do this. So he got his hoverboard and was hoverboarding around because his job was the main area. They each got, I literally assigned them different floors because they were like, they're not going to be in the same vicinity because they fight. (laughs) So he was on his hoverboard, picking up things, doing things, like doing, unloading the dishwasher. And I was like, that's awesome. That's genius. You're choosing a better way to work that's more effective. So he's picked up on it really well. My daughter, she's getting there. And my oldest, he likes to do things on his own time, but he's dependable. So if I ask him to take care of something, he's not going to do it right then and there when everyone's there because he's very introverted. But I can always count on him to do it. Yeah. So That's one thing that I love because when you are talking about all your kids, I love that you know them individually. And when we take a step back and look at it, it's like your kids are learning these Sometimes we're just like, we want it now. We want it. We want all this clutter (laughs) picked up and out of the way. But there's a lot of power in understanding how you work because you're like, I can't get stuff done until I I have the basics or a clean space or, or all of that stuff. So I love that it's all coming together. 
So as you are working to grow your business, what are some things that you had to recognize? Like, I have to get this in order with myself before I can go out and and build my business in the way that I'm seeing success for. So I always had a lot of people in my field tell me that they they saw my potential. They're like, oh my gosh, you have what it takes. You're going to be an amazing leader. You're going to be one of those people standing on the stage, sharing your story, inspiring thousands. And I've always had that. But then I think it was me believing in myself and knowing that I could do it. So I've, I've always been stopping myself. I've had those limiting beliefs and I've really worked on my mindset and, and releasing those limiting beliefs. And I know that I'm meant for greatness and I'm meant to inspire and help others. So I think that was me, me. I was the obstacle. Yeah. <laughs> so I wasn't consistent. It was not being accountable to my own consistency. And so that was detrimental into being able to be what I needed to be. So yeah. now that I've stepped into that, and that's really why I felt that I needed to be part of your mastermind, because I'm like, I can't just do eight weeks. I've got major goals that are life-changing, and I need accountability constantly, because I know that's what it takes. I'm one that will take action, and I'm one that likes to achieve what I set out to achieve, because I'm very much that, you know, I want what I want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. I've always had this passion of wanting to help others. And I just know that I have a platform that I can do that with. Yeah, that's beautiful. And the good and bad news is like, we always have to keep going. You know, we get these experiences where we feel that resolve seriously. And then life happens and you're like, I have to remind myself. I have to remain accountable to listening and then taking care of what's pressing on my mind now. So tell, tell everybody more about your business. I know, I know about your business because I love all the products, <laughs> but tell us, tell us more about it. Yeah. So my business name is Pure Aspirations because I'm really aspired to help people be able to bring more purity into their life. I don't think that many people realize how many toxins are out there. We're consuming over 200 toxins a day if we're buying from big box stores. And so if you can just eliminate some of those toxins out of your home, you're going to have better health, better wellness. And I'm really big patriots, so I love being able to support us. I think COVID really <laughs> did me in there for the remainder of me like, yeah, I'm willing to pay more and shop local and buy US, even if it's going to cost more because of just who I am. I want to be able to support that versus just a, like, you know, billion dollar companies that don't care about us and are poisoning us. Yeah. And so I really love to do that. I love to educate people about the toxins that are in their home and I want to make healthy living affordable to everyone. So I give them the option of being able to buy safe, healthy products delivered straight to their door affordably. And then I love inspiring women and helping them aspire to what they want to become. So that's part of my mission as well. Yeah, I love that. And you also do a really great job of welcoming that attitude. And because, I mean, I've heard this when people are around me, they're like, oh, I'm not going to drink so much soda or I'm drinking more water because of you or... or I have luckily created an environment where people want to step up and that's just the nature of accountability. And you have done the same thing of helping people and empowering them and balancing motherhood and business. It's not easy. What tip would you give to somebody who maybe feels torn between being a good mom or being an awesome business owner? What would you say to those people who maybe struggle with the ability to do both and feel good about their progress? I was one of them. I would let that get in the way. In fact, I was building a strong business and we had a major life event happen in our home. And 
I completely put everything on hold completely. Like I shut everything down. I, I was still a customer and I still love shopping at the online store that I shop at, but I wasn't not building my business whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And it was God telling me, okay, this is the right timing again, where I finally stepped back into my role that I knew I was supposed to do. But I found that you are the best version of yourself when you're taking time for yourself. You're going to be a better mom, a better wife, just a better person in general when you are realizing what you need and not leaving your bucket empty. And so I started focusing on that. I started really making time for myself and my self-care and realizing that it's okay to not have to do everything. I had to kind of relinquish some of my control. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm still working yes, on relinquishing my control. <laughs> yeah. But my house is probably a mess right now, but my kids know how important it is that I will come home to most likely a clean house just because they know how important it is to me. So it's just recognizing that they are capable of doing their own things and having them do their own things. But realizing that my mission is big and that there's a lot of people that I'm meant to help and me just staying small and not opening up isn't going to help anyone. Mm-hmm. And I'm leading them. I'm teaching them how to set goals, how to miss goals, how to continue to set goals and how to dream. Yes. I love that it's coming through in all aspects of your life because your kids know, your kids know that you have these values that you're willing to put yourself first at times. You're willing to spend one-on-one time with them. You're willing to show them, not just tell them. I absolutely love that. Um, as you are relinquishing control, because yeah, we laugh at that because <laughs> I've, I've had to tell Gina like, oh, I'm just a couple steps ahead of you because I've learned, I've done the work to not care. Like I can walk past a pig sign in my house and I'm like, this is totally fine because it's not my job. And that at the end of the day, nobody's going to read how dirty my house was at my funeral, you know? <laughs> um, and so I've been able to feel the peace of like putting what's most important first. And you are definitely doing that too. So I love that. Your husband is a very busy guy. Um, yes. He does a lot for your family and for his own business yeah. and work. How has the dynamic been different as you have grown and taken on this idea of being more accountable? So I think my husband, he's just kind of a, a diamond in the rough, if you would say. He grew up in poverty in the Bronx, but he always wanted more. He dug his way through I mean, he was valedictorian of school, and then he ended up getting a scholarship and going to BYU and getting his master's in tax and his bachelor's in accounting at the same time. So he's took examples that he didn't want and chose to do the opposite, essentially. Mm-hmm. But what I found is communication has been really key. He knows my passion. He knows that I'm meant to lead and to help people, and he he sees that in me, and he loves that about me. So he's been really supportive and I've just had to sit down with him. We've actually taken a lot of time. We have weekly date nights. We work on our relationship a lot. We'll go um, on a vacation once a year or like a weekend away because we realize that life is busy. I mean, sometimes he's working 90 plus hour weeks as a tax manager, but we to take us as a priority. And I think that's what has, you know, he, I support him, he supports me and we get on the same page. As far as parenting styles, we definitely have our our struggles with parenting and it's like our marriage has not been perfect. There's been a lot of trials, but I think it's basically communication. Yeah. And you know, one day the kids will move out, right? Hopefully. And then we'll travel the world alone together. (laughs) And I I guess what I hear is that, you know, grandkids are the reward for Mm -hmm. raising teenagers. So 
I don't know. We'll do it together and, and <laughs> celebrate so. moving, moving kids out one at a time. But to finish up, is there a message you would like to share with people who are striving to be more accountable? I think it really comes down to listening to your gut and really following. They say that your gut is your second brain. And I really, truly believe that God speaks to you through your heart and through your gut. And if you follow that and are in aligned with what he wants, you're going to be guided in the right direction. When If you feel resistance and it's not lining up and it's not aligning, then it's probably not the right time in your life or it's not the right thing. And so I think it's just trusting God and letting him be in charge, but then being willing to do what he asks you to do along the way. And then just doing the work. To be accountable, you have to do the work. You have to commit. And then you have to say, oh, what didn't work or what worked? and What do I need to change? And be willing to make the changes to continue forward. Yeah. Love that. Ties in the name with the name of the podcast. You're loving kicking the pants. You have to do the work. (laughs) And I'm grateful to have you in my life to be a really good example of somebody who is continually doing the work. So thank you. Well, you're a good example on that too, for sure. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I'll post all of Gina's information in the show notes so you guys can follow and connect with her um, and be in her space because you're going to feel a drive to be more empowered and, and positive and more in alignment. So you're awesome, Gina. Awesome. You too. Thanks. Hey friends, I want to thank you for listening to this episode of Your Loving Kick in the Pants. If you got any value out of this episode, I would love for you to drop me a review or share with a friend what you learned. All right, I'll see you next Wednesday for Your Loving Kick in the Pants.